0: This is Moral of the Story, interesting people telling their favorite short stories and then breaking them down to understand what makes them good. I'm your host, Max Tchaikovsky. On today's episode, we have Rich Santo, the CEO of Culture Studio, which makes branded apparel and custom merch for some big brands, Ford, Live Nation, React Presents, you get the idea. Rich got his humble start as a nightlife promoter in the Chicago nightlife scene, managing Casey Erlacher's Bond V Nightclub, among other Velvet robe gigs. Rich enjoys being on the water. In fact, his boat was the setting for one of my favorite stories, and he's the proud papa of a little girl joining my favorite club, Fathers of Daughters. Rich, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks a lot, this is gonna be fun. Well, you are here to tell us one of your favorite, maybe your favorite story. Yeah. So uh, before we get into it, set the stage. What should we know about the story before you start?
1: Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, our passion is, is being on the water. You know, my wife and I have, you know, we, we bonded early on. She grew up on a lake. You know, I grew up, uh, going to Lake Geneva and always having, you know, a very crappy boat, but you know, Hey, if, you know, if it rode, we would go on it. And so, you know, that that's always been a love. So I'll basically leap at the opportunity to get on the water. Uh, there's, there's not much that, that I won't jump at if you say it's involving boats or water, so maybe that sets the stage a little bit.
0: All right, so I think I know where this is going. Uh, tell me the story.
1: Yeah, so um, you and I connected uh, through a friend of ours, Christian, um, who uh, formerly was with with Threadless, and um, yeah, he let me know some of the projects that you were doing, and he said that you know those those magic words, which was like, "Hey." Max is, you know, thinking about, uh, filming on a boat in the water on Lake Michigan. And I'm like, I'm in. And, uh, you know, so you and I connected, uh, back and forth. We emailed, uh, you know, I, I, had known, um, about the videos that you had already been producing and I've seen some of them. So, you know, you, you checked all the boxes for me, which was like, you know, drone, some cool tech, being out on the water. And, you know, so I, I was, I was immediately in. So uh, we picked a day. Uh, and, you know, the, the city of Chicago and the Midwest, and Lake Michigan, um, they're, they're very unpredictable, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, hopefully, I'm doing some foreshadowing a little bit right now. But, you know, we met at Burnham Harbor and uh you brought along um a, a another person that had sailing experiences. so uh, Ashley and so I was like well this is this is great you know like this is just going to be the perfect day you know we're going to get out on the water we're going to enjoy ourselves uh you're going to fly this crazy drone and then you know I'm going to I'm going to be able to you know show my friends the footage one day so as we were loading the boat up yeah you know, it started to get awfully dark out there and and uh you know the water has uh and lake michigan is is very um you know say ferocious at times but you know almost always has a sizable swell going on so you know the the lake is always moving quite a bit and it was pretty calm so i remember telling you i was like this is going to be the best trip. Like we have no waves out there. It's glass. Like, you know, we're going to, we're going to get out there and it's just going to be perfect. Uh, and it was for, for quite some time. Uh, so we load the drone up and we, we start to get out there and, you know, it I remember it was, it took quite a while to like put this thing together, you know, and like you had the screen and, so as we, as we were you know, spending a lot of time actually flying it uh, to get it up to fly, we were, we were, you know, the, the, it would, the clouds were coming in, it was getting darker and darker. Um, but, you know, again, it, this thing kind of checked the boxes for me. So I'm like, I'm going to push it as far as I possibly can. Uh, so you, the drone goes up and we start getting some incredible footage. You know, I remember uh, you were showing me the, the, the screen and I was like, Oh my God, we were flying right over Navy pier. And we were flying right over like the, um, the little, uh, house that's, that's set up the lighthouse that was you know, set up or right in front of Navy pier. Um, and the footage was was just incredible and i was just you know kind of taking my time and enjoying the sights and you know just just watching you fly this thing and one thing that i remember as as we were moving um you had a button on the remote that said return to home and uh I, we're like okay let's let's move let's get into another location and i remember you pressed that button and it's like it it registered in my mind but not I couldn't speak it fast enough, but I was like, you know, home is moved pretty far away because the boat is constantly moving. And as this thing flew back home, it bounced off the side of the the hall and you caught it in midair. And like, I was like, oh my God, what are we in store for? Right. Like it was like, you know, a glimpse in what was about to happen. So, you know, we we move to a, a couple different locations. We're get, we're getting some really really incredible footage, and if, if for me, maybe it was like a, a matter of of seconds, you know, in my mind, but it was probably you know tens of minutes. Um, but the whole look of the sky and the water changed. Uh, the wind shifted, and we had. Like six foot swells coming onto the boat. I mean, like, you know, the whole side of the boat was covered in water. Uh, so we started putting up the canvas and everything, and we're like, okay, you know, it, it, this is coming. Um, and so we start to move the boat, you know, a little bit, you know, towards uh, the harbor, and it just starts absolutely pouring out. I mean, the, the rain is coming from like underneath right? It was coming sideways. It was coming all over. So I'm like, okay, we got to get these canvases up. You know, we don't want water inside the boat. We have electronics. So we got the electronics downstairs. We got the drone downstairs. Uh, And we start heading back. And, you know, the moment that we really started to pick up speed, the boat was just shifting back and forth. And the rain was coming down so heavy, I could not see anything. So I looked down at my GPS system and remembered that it doesn't work. So we're we're actually not far off from shore, but I don't know which way is which. And so I look down at the compass and if if anybody's a boater, the you know, the, the compass that is in most boats is a Ritchie, as R I T C H I E. And so I was watching that thing bounce back and forth. So I was going south and then we were going north we're going east and we we're going and I wasn't even touching at any of the controls. And so the water is coming up from like up from the the bottom below the boat. The the water's splashing over the top, the windshield, the windshield wipers just they they can't even keep up. I cannot see anything whatsoever. And probably the the you know the scary shift that started to happen was we got within like six inches of another boat because there was quite a a few other boats out in that area at the time, and so as we just barely eked by them. I mean, if if we would have put our arms out, we could have touched this other boat. That was that was the shift for me. And, you know, boaters in, uh, in Chicago don't get a ton of time on the boat. So yeah, we're like a two month window. So during that two months, we hadn't driven the boat for that 10 uh, months. So, you know, like anytime it's, it's a little rusty, you know, you're, you're always unsure of, of like moving the vessel at, at, at these times. And so for me, it was like, I, I was, my heart sunk and, you know, I started to think to myself, like, you know, I've I've got the videographer on the boat, you know, it's friends of Christian. I've I've got, you know, this Ashley, someone I've never met before. And mind you, she she came out and said, Hey, I just wanna let you know I'm I'm like a sailing pro. And so that made me feel a little bit better, but I went right back down to bad. And so as as the boats shifting back and forth and we don't know which way we're going whatsoever the gps is broken all of a sudden the canvas just shoots off and so now we're completely exposed this giant canvas that covers the you know mind you this is a a 36 foot boat so it's not a you know tiny little boat. It's it's sizable. The canvas is, you know, uh, 12 feet or something like that. It flies off into the water. And now the rain is just pounding on us. And the the waves are coming up from the side. And we have absolutely no idea which way we're going. Now, the other thing that was going on in my mind, if, if you're a Chicago boater, There is a massive break wall right in front of Navy Pier. And that break wall, even most recently, is almost completely submerged. So imagine what's going on in my mind at this time is that I have two people that I'm responsible on the boat right now. um, And I have no idea where I'm at because the GPS is not working. And the water is just Coming down from the skies and and from the earth, like the, from the water, that's just splashing all over the place. We are soaking wet. We've all got life preservers on, and yeah, the that that was that was really like the like the turning point is that you know, am I going to hit this this break wall? And so I very very lightly and gently took to uh, our, our radio, I went to channel 16, which is, you know, often for emergencies. And I said, uh, you know, coast guard, this is shy Force three. And, you know, we're having a little trouble getting back in this storm. And so the, then the conversation started to go on and they asked, well, where are you located? Give, give us your coordinates. And I said, I have no idea. I'm in front of Navy pier. The GPS does not work. And, uh, that interaction shifted in seconds to, we're taking our water, we're going down, <laughs> there's water everywhere, like, it was just pandemonium, I mean like, we're, we're trying to hold the canvases, yeah, the, like there, there is there. It actually is water inside the boat, but um, in in our minds at this time, we were on the ocean. This was the perfect storm, and Jaws was inside the water. And so, yeah, the the tone of how we were trying to express ourselves because of all these th- things going on, and me personally, like, uh, had never been in a situation like this. Like, if we could only have a camera. This one would be getting views on YouTube because we were just freaking out uh, and we were going just absolutely insane and we're like pleading for the coast guard to find us. So finally off way off in the distance we we see some of the lights and we can hear the sirens and you know in rush the Chicago police and the coast guard and everybody else that goes out in the bad weather when we should be home, you know, they made it to us. And finally when we we get close enough everything stops and it's like the sun came out the the faucet in the sky completely turns off and here we are soaking wet with no canvas just you know water in the boat but not not like to a point where you're calling and saying you know we're taking on water uh in any way shape or form and the police officer and the Coast Guard guys pulled up, and they're basically like, "What the hell is wrong with you guys?" <laughs> you know, like you're perfectly fine, you know, and they 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 were quite gracious to us and you know, gave us a couple of suggestions, basically, uh, for all you boaters out there, uh, if you can't see where you're going, drop the anchor." And just wait it out, because in your mind, it's probably far greater of uh, of an experience, especially, I mean, we're not in in terribly, you know, deep open waters, although Lake Michigan can be an ocean. Um, We were probably fine, Uh, but yeah, like there was so many conflicting elements there um, that you know, made this in, in my mind, just, you know, like
0: I, I was almost watching myself in the perfect storm. And then they gave us, uh, the escort back to Burnham Harbor. And what happened when that was going on?
1: Oh, uh, so they they, 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 they're, they're escorting us back to, to Burnham and we did lose an engine. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you remember that, like and and we lost an engine and then they're like, okay, well, we'll pull you back. Then the engine came back up. Um, so I, I do remember that happened. What, what else?
0: The, the pad that fell off the front. Of
1: course. Then they, they, they bring us the pad. Uh, so they, you know, you know, we, we lost like this, this like, um, it's like a sun pad, you know, on, on the front of the boat. Um, and so, but it was, it was just, you know, totally destroyed. Um, but, I'm I'm pretty positive if if I'm ever asking for a, a bridge lift or anything like that, if, if I say shy force three across the radio, everybody's laughing if they if they heard if, they, you know, this is a public channel 16, right? If they heard what went on during a, a you know, a, a shower, you know, uh. <laughs> they they certainly it's it's got to be a
0: running joke with the coast guard i remember when he when they pulled up and they were like uh you are a powerboat. you cannot take on water that's not how it works and bro next time stay home
1: yeah 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 uh, then, well yeah yeah well now you you remind me the the one guy said uh did you check the weather before coming out and then i i, I said uh no, because <laughs> yeah. uh, we didn't. You know, we. I mean, you know, all all that mattered to us was uh, getting the shot and and being out on the water. So
0: we checked the weather. I checked the weather, and I remember looking at uh, on the radar. You could tell it went from green to yellow to red, and you could tell it was kind of moving our way. But we basically said that that's not going to happen to us. So the one thing that I will, the one correction I'll make to the story is it wasn't the return to home button. What happened with the drone was, we saw the clouds coming. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, we gotta take off because I really wanted to get footage of the water crib. That's the whole reason we went out. And so I remember, uh, because you can't kind of go around to the front of the boat on the side, we had to pass the drone through the window. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: When that happened, one of the props came loose. And instead of doing the pre-flight check, like I should have, I just gave it full throttle. And that's when it, three of the props worked. One of them flew off into midair and it started falling off the boat. And that's when I caught it. And we have that moment on video. Yep, yep. So that was a glimpse into what was about to happen. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. So what's the moral of the story?
1: I think, um, you know, all life experiences, especially the ones that end so, so lightly, you know, like this one, um, has really helped me in in my my business and personal. But you know, my role uh, in leading this organization is is to really be looking far into into the future, um, and and always try to be you know three four steps ahead, thinking about what nobody else is thinking about. Um, you know, I, I consider myself an optimist and a pessimist at the same time, you know, I'm always like looking at, I believe we can reach this or do this or make this happen. But here's all the things that I think that could go wrong, try to mitigate that risk, you know, from the start. So I think in, in your business or personal life, you know, just always looking into the future and being prepared, you know, having the GPS Work if you're gonna, you know, go out, you know, in a potential storm, looking, you know, really closely at the the weather, you know, to see, and yeah, also, you know, having the ability to take a situation that, in your mind, may be really, really horrible or it's going on, and being mindful or breathing, you know, through the process, you like, like I think, for me as the captain in that situation. It wasn't that bad, <laughs> and I like I think that's the, that's even the running joke on a couple of the coast guards that guys that I've talked to, and but between Max and I is like, you know, we're taking on water, uh, but so <laughs> but like you know, it's just it's just raining, uh, that's that's all we're not really taking on water. So, being able to be mindful through youth may think is a, is a you know monst- monstrosity or a tragedy going on, but you know, being able to calmly, mindfully navigate through things like that. And um, yeah, I love that, that still, well, first I get to tell the story, but I love that that happened. Um, because ever since then, I think, you know, I've, even in my, my own family life, I'm able to navigate things uh, quite well, you know, like saying like, well, okay, like, this is just like that last time, you know, when me and Max were, were doing some filming, like it, it it's not going to be that bad and we're going to get through it. And it's, you know, more lighthearted.
0: So what what makes this your favorite story?
1: It makes it my favorite story because it's a passion of mine. You know, I, I, I love to be out on the water, but I also think this the story ties into real life very well. This, this is one that could go in like the parables or like, you know, one of the... Buddhist books, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 a well fit for that. Where, um, you know, no matter what life throws you, you know, with within reason, there's a very simple mindful way to to navigate through it. And the better you do that, the l- least the Coast Guard is going to make fun of you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because there are a lot of things that uh, that life could throw at you that become. All the more challenging if so many sort of sensory inputs are coming at you at the same time. Yep. You know the the wind is blowing in your face, the rain is lashing you, and everyone else on board. You're worried about the people. You're worried about uh, John Paul Ruiz was on that right. as well. Yep. 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 You're worried about the people. You're worried about the boat. You're worrying about everything else, and it's all happening at the same time. And the decision making, it, it's so hard to make good decisions. I feel like when you're under so much pressure but at the same time when you have an experience like that by comparison everything else you just kind of compare it to that story and you think all i have to do is slow down breathe and respond instead of reacting yeah
1: i think it's it's a you know those experiences kind of shape you know the way that you react in the future you know it's almost like um if, if you, if you never attempted to run that fast, you, you never would, but if you've ran that fast already, then it's, it's quite normal, you know? Okay. I've been there. I've seen this before. Uh, so I, I, I love, you know, these type of experiences. Um, and yeah, you know, even I think that I've always been a big fan of traveling, you know, seeing other places, seeing how people live. Like you can look at something and, and pattern recognize that, you know, okay, I've seen this before and, and um you know, this is how this person uh reacted or this is how this environment was set up. My favorite type of reading to do is is biographies or experiences. I'm always looking to you know, see how something was done in the past and then be able to learn from that, especially if the outcome was not as easy to great or or you know, I don't want to say bad, but you know, like a scenario that wasn't easily dealt like this one, you know, it, you know, certainly wasn't an easy experience to get over, but you know, when you, when you come out of it, it was certainly a lot lighter.
0: What's your, uh, what's your favorite book that you've read?
1: There's no doubt. There's my favorite book is shoe dog. That, that one's, that one's really, really good. The concept of, of, of being a coach, you know, instead of a player, I think is, is something big for, you know, somebody in, in business, especially if you're midway, uh, through what you're doing, um, or you know, out of the beginning stages, I, that's that's kind of the shift.
0: I remember in the early parts of that book, it's so crazy. You know, you look at the swoosh nowadays and it's legendary. It's an established brand. Yep. But back then, I had no idea how close they were to failure. Oh, yeah, the financing issues that they had, it was crazy. So how do you use storytelling in your life?
1: I'll tell you my wife thinks I need to get more material uh, that's that's for sure because she hears the the same stories over and over again but um, I think storytelling creates connections um, and and when you're meeting with someone or you know you've never met them before whether it's a, a longtime friend or someone new you know a storytelling breaks the ice and and I think storytelling also you know finds common grounds and I think you know, people relate to other people that are like them. In the Phil Knight uh, story, he was able to relate to so many different players, you know, and like he, he usually did that through storytelling. He was able to uh, you know, really relate with Colby or really relate with Michael or Pippin, uh, Shaq. And telling stories is it creates a common bond. And experiencing stories even creates a, a, a better common bond. You know, I don't, I don't get to see you all that often, but the moment I do, I have a smile. You know, it's like, it's like, yeah, I, I f- forever, you know, I have this like funny thing. And as I was telling you, when you walked in, sometimes I'm driving in my car and I laugh. Uh, like I was like, <laughs> I, c- I can't believe that we experienced that together.
0: And the relatively good ending to that story. Great ending. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. What advice would you give to those that want to become better storytellers?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, finding out the, you know, the, the connection. Um, and yeah, you know, as you mentioned, I'm a, I'm a new dad. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think that, you know, especially today, um, if you connect on a deeper level, um, uh, with, with that audience and, you know, sometimes it's very broad and sometimes it's, it's super niche, but, you know, Really finding a, a a deep connection to them via the story, whether that's your goal is sales or your goal is, um, you know, to to get more recognition for your music or your or your video, whatever the case may be. For us here, you know that that just certainly shows true, and and you know during these you know, super hard times where you know all of our artists were not touring. Um, telling stories via the products that we were making really was like a a huge deal Um, and connecting with people telling them a story and connecting it to a product that they need and that they connect with right that that was the magic that happened instead of we, we, we are just you know, like uh, you know showing uh, how great our technology is or how amazing our machinery is or how expensive it is., people don't connect with that. You know, they they connect with um, you know something that they that you and them have in common, and most
0: importantly, a need. yeah, the magic of uh, connection goes a long way, yeah. Well, that does it for us. Rich Santo, CEO of Culture Studio. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. For Rich's full bio, links to what we talked about, the legendary video of that day on the water, head over to mosspod.org. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast on. This was Moral of the Story. I'm Max Tchaepovsky. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next time.